This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Plushcare.com slash weight loss. Bro, another fantastic week, bro. How was it? It was okay, man. Only okay for you. What? Yeah, yeah. Weekend was a little rough. Spent my weekend reno- renovating the pod room, as you've seen. It looks pretty fly, man. It looks pretty fly. It really took me a long time. Like, it was, it was a lot. There's muscles that are aching and everything. <laughs> Get you some uh, frozen peas, bro, and just, you know, yeah, rub it on your shoulder. I think that'll work. I don't know. It, hap- it works in the movies, right? Right, right, yeah. That's all you need, some frozen peas. We're going to have fun tonight, man. We're talking about yeah. um, a movie that, that I love, but I'm going to brag a little bit. My weekend okay. was pretty awesome, not going to lie. Yeah? Yeah, man. Yeah. That is fine. Charlotte has this dope spot uh, called Protagonist Hall, and the pizza is humongous. <laughs> the drinks are top shelf liquor only. Okay. At a reasonable price. Oh. I know. They got Gentleman Jack, okay. bro. Oh. I had to put a tie on and shit. Um <laughs> <laughs> No, man, yeah. Yep. Went to uh, Protagonist Hall on Friday. That was dope. Uh, it was a friend of mine's birthday. Actually, JP's, uh, the middle kid, J- JP's middle brother, Jacob's birthday. So, had a good time hanging mm. out with a bunch okay. of people. JP was not there. He was MIA. Went to some, like, Wake Forest game. So, we'll, we'll see him next Saturday, yeah. this upcoming Saturday. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> And then, went to go see Officer and a Gentleman last night, the musical. So, do you mem- do you remember that movie? Have you ever seen that movie? I do. I do not. Dude, I saw it probably like early nineties. Okay, it's not a musical. The movie they turned it into a musical. 
and <laughs> it was actually pretty good, man. I was I was thoroughly surprised. A lot of '80s songs, a lot of '80s hits. Um, mm-hmm. Really buff dudes dancing and, and working out because you know it's all about like the Navy, military, and all that stuff, man. It was it was it was a good show. Okay. Becoming a theater guy. He's working out. I hear you. Might have to do theater in a pod, or musical in a pod, or something. <laughs> As our next big big show, man. So. <laughs> Musical in a pod. That's good. <laughs> that works out real well. Welcome to this week's episode of Movie in a Pod. I'm Clyde Smith. And I'm Javier Villalobos. On this week's episode, we are discussing the trailers for Operation Fortune, Sonic the Hedgehog 2, last week's episode of Hawkeye, and our movie of the week, Evolution. All right, man. Let's go ahead and hop into these trailers that I sent you, brother. Do it. We got your buddy, your boy, your amigo, <laughs> uh, the yep. bald-headed British assassin himself, Jason Statham, teaming up with Guy Ritchie again in Operation Fortune. What are your thoughts, man? So, so I feel like this is a heist within a heist movie. Is oh, that God. is that the vibe you got? Oh God, um, you're like, you're you're getting really Christopher Nolan meta on me, bro. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> this trailer is fighting 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 right mm-hmm. there's jason statham movies which we're fine with i'm fine with it but he has aubrey plaza by his side in this one yeah so i feel like it's gonna be a very smart ass movie because that's her thing but we also get a scene in here where she's hanging out of a window of a car shooting a gun yeah, when the hell did that happen? When did she become an action star? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I guess she's got to keep up with uh, Jason in this one, right? Have to, man. He's gonna he's gonna kill a lot of people. Yes, so she's got to kill her fair share as well. <laughs> this movie comes. This movie's from the great mind. Uh, one of the best directors in the game, Guy Ritchie. Man, if anything about a Guy Ritchie movie. It is stylized violence, stylized action. He just makes it look really cool. It's like dripping with cool. Every right. guy is going to look badass in gunfights and, and and just hand fights and running sequences, car chases. He does everything just super cool, man. <laughs> uh, and this movie is looks like it's no different. Uh, it looks like a really fun ride. And I I think with Josh Hartnett, Hugh Grant, Arby Plaza, it's going to be funny, man. I think there's going to be a lot of laughs in this movie, like you said. Yeah, um, it has to be with that cast. But it does look like there is there is like a mission happening, and then there's like a mission within a mission, like, <laughs> like, like you said. Um, I don't know, man. It's, it's definitely worth... Watching? Did you watch that last uh, Guy Ritchie and Jason Statham movie, Wrath of Man? No, I never saw that. Yeah, I don't know if I talked about it on the pod. Um, if, if I did, you, team, you mentioned it. I did. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah. You, I remember you mentioned it. That was a different Guy Ritchie type of movie. It was really a straightforward movie, and I don't, you know, I me. Mean, I'm not the biggest Jason Statham fan, but like he was fantastic in that movie. Yeah, that's what you were saying. And so it looks like he kind of picks up and adds to that awesomeness in this movie, just from the trailer. 
Mm-hmm. That like, okay, this is a Jason Statham I like. Directed by Guy Ritchie as the lead. I like this guy. I can work with this guy. I can watch his movies in the theater. So I'm hoping big, big things for this movie, man. Oh, yeah. It's going to be uh, super fun, looks like. All right. Uh, Sonic the Hedgehog 2. I feel like this, is, this came around really fast. Well, uh, it's funny that you say that because, well, one, it comes out April. So it comes out in like four months, four or five, five months yeah. from, from now. The first one came out February of 2019. No. No, I, I lied to you. I just lied to you. It came out. Appreciate that. It came out 2020. It came out right before the pandemic hit, like before all the lockdowns and everything. Because I remember seeing the movie, mm-hmm. and then like a month later, you know, across the globe, just p- pandemic hit hard everywhere. But yeah, I mean, I don't think it's a, that fast of a turnaround. It was really popular, successful movie. Like I thoroughly enjoyed Sonic the Hedgehog. I'm just glad they changed them. <laughs> Yo, that original look and feel, like creepy. Oh, dude, Super. he looked. Like a like a gremlin, he he looked like the uh, weasel from Suicide Squad. <laughs> is what he looked like, but blue. <laughs> right, that's perfect. <laughs> yeah, that's what he looked like to begin with, man. I couldn't believe it when I saw that trail. I was like, oh my god, what is happening? But apparently, that was heard because <laughs> we ended up with an awesome Sonic. Yeah, a very awesome Sonic. You know, voiced by the great Ben Schwartz. And then you had Jim Carrey as Ivo Robotnik. Just great performance, man. <laughs> like, he is the best at, you know how we talked last week with Orlando Jones with the, all that physical comedy and stuff? Like, Jim Carrey yeah. is just king of that. Yes. He it, always has been, man. Just, oh, <laughs> yes. Ace Ventura. The mask. <laughs> like, just always has been, man. Uh, um, Fire Marshal Bill. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> it's eleven color days. Let's go. Good yeah, callback. Yeah. Eleven color. Gosh, such a good That's show, a good man. Show, yeah. He's just um, he was just great. You know, you got James Marsden, and but now we have the sequel where uh, we got the addition of Tails. Doctor Robotnik is back, and he's got some friends, some more powerful machines, and. Like, my favorite Sonic character is Knuckles. I don't know about you, bro, but Knuckles has always been my favorite Sonic character. The fact that he's voiced by one of my favorite actors, Idris Elba, just a plus. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Really excited about this movie, man. This is going to be fun. Like, it's just, it's it's a video game kids movie, but there's 35, 40-year-old adults in the theater watching this It's from our childhood, right? Yes. Right, you know, it's that, that's us, man. That is definitely us, man. And I like how they made him so cool in the first one and enjoyable. Yeah. <laughs> a little corny, a little cheesy, but you have to relate to the kids, but also yeah. to us adults who grew up with Sonic. Yeah, yeah, and the fact that he is an animated character. But I do like that the writers and the director are all coming back, man. Usually with sequels, mm-hmm. um, these big budget kind of movies. They like to switch things up or the writer or director walks off or whatever. Like the team is coming back. There's power in that. We had, you know, our origin story for him. So this one looks like it's just going to be a lot more adventures. Which we're really excited about there. So. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. All right, man. Let's continue with the adventures of uh, Jeremy Renner and Haley Snyfield. 
Steinfeld. Steinfeld <laughs> Field. Uh, correct me in the comments, guys. This is not on YouTube yet, so there's no comments, but <laughs> should be working on it. I don't know if I want to hear them sometimes. <laughs> Before we, we, we be pronouncing some shit wrong. Before we even have a YouTube page, Javi's like, I'm disabled in the comments section, okay? Uh, no. Yeah, last thing I need is people tell me how to pronounce people's names. <laughs> no comments over here. So <laughs> Awesome. Uh, this was the episode that I was talking about, man, that I was waiting for. We finally saw Clint... You know, even though he's still in New York, still dealing with this whole like Ronin history, you know, tr- thing and trying to make what's right. He had fun this episode. Finally, yeah. genuine fun. You know, he still had that like weight of the world on his shoulders, but you saw him kind of carefree. And that's what I was looking for. I was looking for Kate to kind of pull out of him. And she successfully did that. So. Wearing a Christmas sweater and everything, right? <laughs> <laughs> I like it because, like, she she's a type A personality. And she's just like, this is what we're doing. <laughs> Boom. She comes over <laughs> yeah, with but- pizza, comes over with <laughs> all the Christmas stuff. This is what we're doing, damn yeah. it. Okay. <laughs> you, you just chill. I got this. Yeah. Yeah. What were your thoughts about this episode, man? We get to see our LARPer friends again. That was fun. <laughs> <laughs> She's walking around the park with her quiver and her bow, right? Yeah. Like, just walking around like, okay, there's nothing to see here. <laughs> and then, and you're wondering why, and then you see this group of people, like, practicing their sword fighting in the yeah. middle of the park. <laughs> so it's like, it's like a normal thing around there. But now there was some some good parts in this one, some really funny moments like those uh, the ones I like where they kind of point out those noticeable things you think about, right? Yeah. So like my favorite one is like she's when they're in the elevator when she's going into the building, and she's walking through the hallway and she asks Clint, she says, "How do you deal with this huge bow trying to get around everywhere?" <laughs> <laughs> Because that's what I was just thinking before. Like, she's walking around with a humongous bow, and nobody's, like, really even worried about it. And he's like, I have a collapsible one. <laughs> she's like, oh, that makes sense. And, <laughs> yes. and that's the that's a testament to just great writing, right? Where nothing is forced, <laughs> and it seems very seamless, yeah. right? It very seamless transitions yeah. into the comedy gold, man. The, the yep. best thing that these Marvel shows do that is really difficult in the movies it pulls a lot of character development out. And, you know, and that's just TV in general. Over seven, eight episodes, yeah. you know, you get so much character development, which is really hard to do within a movie because you're trying to tell so many people's different story. You got to talk about the the plot. You got to talk about the villain. Yeah. Um, and then the how to fix or save the world or whatever, right? And that's really difficult to do in like two hours. Yeah, especially with like Hawkeye who hasn't had his own movie. Yeah. Exactly. Right. You got Iron Man, Captain America, even uh, Winter Soldier. I mean, his story has been told way more than Hawkeye's. Yeah. So he's got to find it somewhere, and they're doing it very well in these series. I don't want to spoil too much of this episode, man. It's it's, it's a really good episode, and, and check it out. But your, your girl's in this episode. No. Yep. And 
I had no idea that it was going to be her. Matter of fact, I forgot that she was even <laughs> clocking Clint. I was I was wondering like when that was going to happen. Yeah, but it was kind of surprising that this went down so early. Well, I guess it's really not that early, right? This is like the third episode, so no, this is, like, the is this fourth one, six episode. episodes. This is the fourth. I think seven, maybe seven or eight episodes. But this yeah, you're is, right. This uh, is the fourth. Yeah, we, that was the fourth episode, man. So we're right in the middle. So I guess it isn't that early, but it was mean, a surprise. It was definitely I mean, a surprise. If you think about it, we're in the second act of this story, right? Yeah. Who did you originally think was fighting him on that roof? I thought it was Kate's mom for a minute. Really? Because remember she like walked away and kind of had a conversation and they're like, all right, there's some ulterior motives here. What's going on with her? Yeah. And I'm like, oh, she is fighting Clint right now. Because she kept on saving Kate. She didn't want to attack Kate. She just was attacking Clint. So I'm like, all right, so it's got to be Kate's mom. And then the mask comes out and it's Black Widow's sister. You should have seen the episode by now, guys. It's Thursday. Um, (laughs) This is on you at this point. Yeah. There's a whole new episode out if you haven't (laughs) seen that one. A whole new episode out right now. (laughs) (laughs) You're only two episodes behind. So it's not on us at this point. Or if you're just going to binge watch the whole thing, fast forward through these parts. We should say, like, spoilers ahead or something, maybe. Um, Too late for that. (laughs) Fast forward. Yeah. Forget what you just heard. Yes. Uh, <laughs> use the mind stone on yourself or something. I don't. I don't. I don't know what to tell you, bro. Uh, incept yourself. Use the flashy thing from Men in Black. I don't. I don't know. I'm just t- talking movie references now. Uh, <laughs> a good commercial though. It actually sounds like a fantastic commercial. In the writers' room we go. It's <laughs> <Some> movie gadgets. <laughs> <laughs> right, writing that down. Yep. No, nah, man. Um, like, like I said, Hawkeye is shaping up to be a really good show. We're in the middle and exciting to see what happens in the second half of this series. Another Jeremy Renner show that I don't know if I've talked about on the pod that I'm watching. Um, King of Mayorstown, Marstown or something like that that he's on. It's on Paramount Plus. That's a totally different Jeremy Renner. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. a it's a uh, alcohol, hard smoking, cussing, swearing um, character. But he's still so good in it, man. Yeah, I think I saw a uh, a trailer for it, and it's a little bit of a Archer reference in there too, right? Yeah, yep, yeah, it really <laughs> is. Yeah. Oh man, uh, Mayor of something. What the hell is this show called? You're gonna edit this to make me sound cool, right? Yeah, he's in of Mayor of Kingstown. He's just fantastic. You're way off. Yeah, I was all over the place. He's not a king. He's a mayor. I don't know which is better, being a king or a mayor. A completely different town. <laughs> the same. I said king of <laughs> Mayorstown, and it's Mayor of Kingstown. I'm yeah. <laughs> it's it's been a day. It's been a Monday, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> that might be the the title for this one. <laughs> King, King of Mayor Town, or whatever he said. Do it. Do it. <laughs> All right, sir. Uh, let's get into the main attraction. It's Aubrey Plaza, right? That evolution. 
<laughs> yeah. no. oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Got off track. <laughs> Evolution. This movie dropped in theaters in 2001. Just a few movies I want to talk about that came out that year. We have uh, Beautiful Mind, and Donnie Darko, Shallow Hal, filmed right here in the great Charlotte, North Carolina, ladies and gentlemen. Mm-hmm. Uh, Serendipity, John Cusack, Kate Beckinsale. Love that movie. Ali, and uh, one of the greatest actors, but rest in peace, Heath Ledger, A Knight's Tale. Dude, if that movie comes on the television, or is just like sitting there in my next up in Netflix or whatever, I'm watching mm-hmm. it. I'm watching the entire movie, bro. It's so good. All right, man. So back to Evolution. So this movie was directed by Ivan Reitman, uh, written by Don Jacoby, David Diamond, and David Weissman. This movie had an $80 million budget and brought in $98.4 million in the box office. Pretty good uh, size cast. Even kind of our main characters, there's a bunch of them. We had a David Duchovny as Dr. Ira Kane, Julian Moore as Dr. Allison Reed, Orlando Jones as Professor Block, Sean William Scott as Wayne Gray, Ted Levine as General Russell Woodman, Ty Burrell as Colonel Fleming, Dan Aykroyd as Governor Lewis, uh, Ethan Sopley as Deke Donald, and Michael Bauer as Danny Donald. And there are a whole bunch more. All right, man. <clears throat> What is this movie about, sir? So we have a couple of college science professors. They investigate a meteor that, when they get to it, it is bleeding some blue liquid. This goo evolves by the hour into its own extraterrestrial ecosystem and creatures, and they keep evolving rapidly to survive on Earth. Uh, The military decides that napalm is the way to go to take these things out, and they quickly find out it is not. (laughs) But in the end, the shampoo saves the day. (laughs) Let's go. (laughs) Also, another good pod title right there. The shampoo saves the day. I like that. I like that. (laughs) Okay. That's a good one, too. Yep. All right, man. Um, This movie... This could have easily been like a serious sci-fi flick done by Ridley Scott or somebody. Yeah. But the fact that it's a comedy makes it a lot more appealing. Yeah, and it was actually scripted to be a horror movie to begin with. Yeah, when I was doing my research, I saw that today, actually. Yeah, I did too. And then Ivan jumped on board, you know, from Ghostbusters fame and was like, yeah, let's uh, do some comedy, okay? That's what... (laughs) That's what I do, yep. okay? <laughs> it does a great job. It does, does a great a job. Fantastic <laughs> job, man. You know, we, you have this this ragtag bunch of characters that are put together to basically save the save the world uh, from this alien threat. But the first thing is, it's like, all right, let's get rich and famous. Oh, shit, we got to save the world. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. How it kind of j- jumps around Typically there. go that way, right? Yeah. Let's jump over here, man. We got David Duchovny as Dr. Ira Kane. You know, giving her the uh, Kane madness, if you know what I mean. But talk about the coolest guy in the room. 
David Duchovny's always the coolest guy. He's always the cool, like he's always the coolest guy from from the X Files, man. Californication. He's just always the coolest guy in the room. Zoolander, yes. Zoolander, right? Smooth talking, <laughs> hand model. <laughs> I forgot about that. Actually, that was him in the glass. In the glass, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but like, talk about. Talk about smooth talking, uh, low volume voice that just carries the entire movie, man. Um, you, even though he's this college, this like you know community college professor, you want to be this guy like in this movie. He's just super cool. Uh, he's definitely the brains of the movie. The brains of the operation knows the most. And he's a retired military scientist who is now a professor at that community college in in Arizona. And he's just fun, man. I I just love the way that he interacts with every character and just has a good time. We're like, he's serious, but everybody around him is not. So like he has to jump into the fun as well. Right? Like he's trying to be serious at times. Yeah. (laughs) You can't, you can't at all. (laughs) Yeah. Especially not with Orlando Jones around you. Oh, Sean William Scott. Orlando Jones is Professor Harry Block, a a, a woman's volleyball coach who, along with Kane, goes to investigate the meteor crash, right? (laughs) (laughs) One of the the last things I remember about him and uh, Sean William Scott of Lane Gray talking to each other is when he's asking them, like, so so you coach a a women's volleyball team? Yeah. And then he starts talking about, you know, you ever – see him in like the shower and stuff like that <laughs> he's like sometimes yeah sometimes i, I take a shower with him <laughs> which would not fly very well in a movie nowadays no of course not gosh no <laughs> but hilarious from 2001 i also love this yeah. that's in that same exact scene when uh Duchovny sits down he sees his ex-girlfriend with his shirt and you know uh ira ira's uh, talking to her about his shirt yeah sarah silverman Ira sees her with his shirt on. He's like, when are we going to get that shirt back? Right. And she starts <laughs> taking the, the shirt off in the restaurant. But uh, Harry Block is like, dude, I don't know what it is about this guy, man. Women just open their shirts up to him at all times. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, David Duchovny. Yeah. David Duchovny, bro. Yeah. And he is a great sidekick for Ira Kane, man. Um, mm-hmm. You know, he's he's our holdover f- from last week with the replacements, and he still delivers that comedy goal that you were talking about, man. A lot of physical comedy, um, but dude just has great comedy timing in this movie. Yeah, he's kind of like a, a bit of that like hype man, right? <laughs> yeah. Kind of like he was for, for Keanu Reeves, too. Like, just the the party. Every time they're kind of trying to do something, he's he's the funny one. He's the one that's acting up, and it's great. Great. <laughs> How he's trying to, and my favorite scene is the mall scene, but yeah. he basically is like telling uh, Wayne, like, I'm going to shoot you in the face if you don't shut up. And then it starts working, and he's like, come on, man, go rub some funk on it. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> just a good time, man. Uh, oh, yeah. He definitely yeah. delivers in this role. I, I do also like it when... All he wants to do is just like Ira Kane. He's in it for the science, right? 
how he gets Harry Block on board is the rich, the famous, the how are they going to do that, man? Are they going to pay us in installments or in one lump sum? Right, like <laughs> that's that's what he cares about the most. There's, there's a lot of good comedy bits in here, man. All right, guys, we're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back. Coffee. Uh, something that we never talk about are the amazing vehicles in these movies, man, that we watch. I mean, let's talk about our top phase, bro, for a second. Yeah, man. That Ashton Martin DB5 from James Bond, acclaimed, just mm. fantastic. That 89 Batmobile. Tim Burton's Batmobile, Michael Keaton's Batmobile, just yes. badass, iconic. <laughs> um, you know, I'm not a muscle car type of guy, but Eleanor, that 67 Mustang yeah. Shelby GT500 from Gone in 60 Seconds. Whew. Got me there. Oh, that's a perfect <laughs> car, man. You know, and probably super iconic, more than any of those other ones, is that DeLorean time machine from Back to the Future. Yeah. Like, that was a character itself, and just fantastic, brother. Just classic dope vehicles that helped out their protagonist get through their movie, man. What are some of your favorites? Of course, the DeLorean. 100% agree with that one. Oh, fantastic. Mine are a lot of muscle cars, man. Uh, 1977 Pontiac Trans Am from Smokey and the Bandit. Fire. Dom's 1970 Charger from the first Fast and the Furious. Interesting fact, I have a photo next to one of those cars that I took at Universal Studios when I was younger. Ooh. Ooh, nice. Uh, 1958 Plymouth Fury from Christine. And that Ferrari 250 GT from Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Dude, that one from Ferris Bueller's, man, is just fantastic. Oh, yeah. What's your favorite? Well, it's going to definitely have to be Dom's Charger overall. Uh, Just American muscle. No matter where you go, these things make a statement. Yeah. What about you? Which one would you choose? It's that DB5, man. It's the ultimate spy car. Like, I love James Bond. I always wanted to be a spy. Uh, You know, this car has pop-out gun barrels behind the front headlights, revolving license plate, a champagne cooler in the armrest, smoke screen, oil slick. This car just screams badassery, man. Like, I wouldn't use any of those things, but super cool. Let me ask you a question, though. Do you have to have a license to kill to drive it? You know what? You probably should. (laughs) (laughs) All right, team. So we want to hear about your favorite movie vehicles. You know the socials. Movie in a Pod on Facebook and at Movie in a Pod on Twitter and Instagram. Wayne Gray, uh, Sean William Scott, the wannabe firefighter who is the first to see the meteor touchdown and it because it destroys his car. Yeah. yeah. He isn't the brightest, uh, but you can tell he has like some type of street smarts, even out there in like the Arizona desert. And yeah. he catch one. Of, this is my note here. He catches an alien and serenades <laughs> another. <laughs> so. So accurate. <laughs> so accurate, yeah. Yeah, he's he's definitely that, like, uh, slapstick comedy relief of the group. 
Yeah, and that's just right off the bat, right? When we first meet him, he's uh, simulating the house fire or whatever, trying to save the the dummy. The blow-up sex doll is what it was, okay? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was it was that. <laughs> it was it was an awkward opening to a movie. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Cuz you're at first you're like, "Wait, what am I what am I watching? I didn't I saw the trailer, but what is this? What is going yeah. on here? I did not sign up for for this movie." Uh yeah. <laughs> No, man, but I like how he kind of joins the, the fray of trying to understand and get to the bottom and of seeing what's going on and he eventually plays an integral part into saving the world and he even takes down one of those blue monkey alien things. <laughs> Does his thing, bro. He just panic firing, right? <laughs> <laughs> it's one of those he uh you know, he probably had his eyes closed like <laughs> his first time yeah, picking yeah. up a gun and just firing off, so yeah, then the the colonel's like, uh, thank you, but I'll just take that now. <laughs> <laughs> Quick note, I keep on forgetting that, like, the dad from Modern Family is in this movie, Ty Burrell. <laughs> yeah. and, like, I love him in this movie, right? Like, <laughs> he, yeah. he's, he's actually really good. We got Julianne Moore as Allison, the CDC expert who came from Atlanta, who's helping the military understand the alien species. She's a klutz. Like, she's a klutz in this movie. <laughs> and I wonder, like, you know, because she falls a lot. When we first meet her, mm -hmm. in and out of the, the vehicles and stuff, she falls uh, and trips <laughs> over her herself. I wonder why that was written in. Because, like, to, as as funny as this movie is and as, like, fun, that was just not funny to me. Like, that's like the that's one of the knocks I give this movie. Like, okay, cool. It's Julianne Moore. She's actually like really graceful and everything. And I guess it just take her out of her normal element. I guess it's like just trying to make sure you understand her character role, I guess. You don't want Julianne Moore as this doctor to overtake David Duchovny is what I felt from. Gotcha. It. So you give her that that little crutch I guess I mean I guess you'd call her crutch where she's you know she's not the over sexy doctor. Yeah, right? yeah. That's, I mean, that's okay. David Duchovny's job. I mean he he is he is the over sexy doctor. Yes, <laughs> overtly so sexy make, doctor. <laughs> so you make her a little clumsy and and kind of throw it off a little bit. Okay, that's what I took out of it. Though. Okay, but no, yeah, I, I got you. I I like that actually. That makes sense. Um, they probably should have. Uh, discussed it more, talked about it. Should have been more of a plot point or just a comic relief because, like, she falls and then she gets back up. And I think they made like Ooh. one thing about her when, when they first see her, like uh, pantyhose at a day function or something like that, which was which was <laughs> funny. But then the seventeen other times it happened, it was like okay, like yeah, nothing. There's no comments about it, so either play yeah. it or don't. But anyway. Right. Like maybe she has like one leg that's a little shorter than the other one. She got her regular shoes, right? Right. Her, her special shoes that make her the right. <laughs> right. Give me, give me something. But uh, she comes, she comes into play, and she's definitely like a hard ass at first, working with the military, mm -hmm. but then starts to understand that 
she probably needs to listen to these two professors. Uh, these two science yeah. guys know what they're talking about, and something is afoot with these aliens that are coming. Um, and then she continues like her plot points and her stories is obviously getting with the sexy uh, Ira Kane and yeah, yeah. you know helping to save the day and understanding. I also love it where. And we'll talk about the head and shoulders in a minute, but <laughs> more about the plot, which is just great writing, man. It just yeah, it goes it goes off the rails a little bit. But you know, she has that table of contents T-shirt where they all think like hope is lost. Yeah. She has a table of contents T-shirt and the uh, the the periodic table, sir. Did I say table of contents? You did say table contents. We I don't need I, those YouTube I, comments like I, we discussed earlier. Yeah, we're <laughs> definitely disabling the YouTube comments. Okay, uh, sorry guys. <laughs> you good? Okay, I don't, want, I don't want to cry myself to sleep every night with just reading the comments, guys. So, uh, I my mistake. Okay, I read I read three encyclopedias today. Okay, guys. So I read a lot of table of contents today. Pretty impressive, actually. Yeah, it didn't happen. I just I just lied to the world. I, so I I know I was, <laughs> it's a lot of time. It's so much like, it's, time. that takes a lot of time. <laughs> oh, just Ardvark himself was was ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, then she helps out with all of the uh, saving of the world. But no, the periodic tables on her shirt, and I was like. I'll, I'll tell you what's going on. Take off your shirt. And she's just like, no, I'm not going to do that. But the two uh, heavyset guys, the brothers, like, ooh, let's go. <laughs> Such a great, great uh, scene, man. Deacon Danny, yeah, they're, they're super excited for her to take her shirt off. <laughs> it's Before we actually jump into lit more in the plot, man, let's talk about the type of aliens that we see, man. I, I think yeah, even the other characters that we discuss that are in the movie, you know, they're they're great. But the aliens are the fun things, man. We have this meteor, and this meteor is then, like, dripping this blue goo, like you said. And then we have these little um, worms. And then these worms yeah. are, like, and then, like, mitosis happens, and there's more worms. So that means they're splitting and evolving and stuff like that. Yeah, then it starts turning into, like, extraterrestrial extraterrestrial plants and just like the environment, I guess, starts changing from just the rock and dirt that was in that cave. So from the the worms, yeah, we started getting like extraterrestrial plants, like you said. We started getting wildlife. We started getting like yeah. alien wildlife <laughs> in this crater that was created by this meteor. And you get the wildest, craziest type of... <laughs> You know, it's all CGI, so nothing's practical, but it's still very fun to see these different creatures in this crater. Yeah. <laughs> you st they start with just the smallest one. Yeah. And then they just eat each other until it's like the largest one in the cave. <laughs> Everything in here is food for something else. We might as well yeah. stay off the menu. <laughs> yep. Uh, but then they evolve, right? The movie is named evolution and they involve evolve there's a scene where there's like these blue primate monkey type things so they're they're mm -hmm. evolving like i guess humans did you know what i mean i guess we all came yeah. from worms and then moved up um <laughs> so now that you know they're 
primates, and at that point, they're really aggressive primates, mm-hmm. where they have to shut it down. So the military is like, all right, we, you know, the 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 governor gets hurt, some people die, and we need to shut it down. So we need to napalm them. That leads us to this amazing third act. Just want to talk <laughs> briefly about that. <laughs> They find out that the the fire is an accelerant for their evolution. So they spend, what, 15, 20 minutes trying to figure out what what do they do? What do they do in that lab? That's where the, the periodic table on her yes. shirt comes from. You're right. Because they, they figure out whatever, was it uh, arsenic? We are carbon-based. Yeah. So it goes down and our poison is arsenic. Mm-hmm. They are something base, and you go down the same path. Damn it, that was gold, man. <laughs> I don't think our uh, our degrees are helping us out right now. Nope. Our scientific degrees. So they end up being nitrogen-based. Yes. And their thing, if you follow the same pattern down, was selenium is what's poison to them. So. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, cool. Cool. One, what the hell is selenium? Two, how do we get it before this napalm strike is basically (laughs) the story. And the two brothers say, oh, yeah, man, we got that. We got that, fam. (laughs) I didn't know it at the time, but there is uh, selenium and the shampoo that I use, head and shoulders. (laughs) Yep. Yep. So we're good. So we're good. We can save yeah. the day from here. Yeah. <laughs> but I want to talk about this big-ass alien fire truck, <laughs> about a million gallons of head and shoulders to save the world. <laughs> That's the third act, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Don't want to spoil it. Definitely enjoy. Yeah. <laughs> One thing I love, I really love when a movie is like like a comedy movie. Yeah. You know, it's pushing through like this one did, where it's like, it could easily be a serious alien movie, right? Oh, yeah. Basically up till the very end of the movie. (laughs) (laughs) Where it goes off the rails, man. Yeah. Yeah. As soon as the the shampoo thing comes about is when it really takes a turn, (laughs) right? At that point, there's really no coming back. At, at that point, that particular point, it's a comedy. But to you're the so, end. there's no. But you're so invested <laughs> in the characters, and you're so invested in the plot at this point, right? And it was, and I think it was like the blue uh, primates and just how aggressive they were, where you're like, yeah. dude, you, we can't let those things get out, right? We can't let those things run right. muck, um, yep. <clears throat> or else we're not gonna make it as a as a human species. We have to, to do something. And then they talk about, so, so you're like, all right, yeah. All right. Let's get serious. How do we, how do we stop these things? How do we kill these things? And they're like, we got sh- to get selenium. <laughs> all right. What do we do? With the, how do we get the selenium? That's fine. We're still good. <laughs> and then they talk about head and shoulders. Get and, the and like, yeah. Oh yeah. Head and shoulders. <laughs> and we're like, wait, what? Um, yeah. that's where, uh, you're right. That's where the movie goes off the rails, but it's, it's too late <laughs> at that point. You're already it's, invested yeah, in this you, movie. <laughs> yep. You got to finish it out and you don't care at, at that point either. Yeah. Yeah. Like <laughs> you suspend all disbelief from that point forward. So, 
this movie's uh, set in that Arizona desert, that, that dry heat. Um, I, I will say the scenes where you're just seeing miles and miles of like that Arizona desert, really dope. I mean, I don't want to hang out out yeah. there, but looks really dope. And the and, mu- what's up? And for I'm gonna say, for like 2001, the CGI in the movie was pretty good. Yeah. Still, still kind of held up. I mean, I, I was watching it, and I was still impressed by what they made. You know, I mean, they weren't trying to model anything. Like, they weren't trying to make, like, a CGI person. Yeah. So I assume that helped a lot, that they could just kind of make whatever, and it is what it is. Make type various thing. different characters, especially that dog that yeah. came up out of the uh, closet. <laughs> the alien <laughs> dog, whatever. Yeah. Oh, yeah. when would you guys get a dog? We don't have a damn dog, right? Yeah. Um, she tries to shoot it. Um, but no, man, the, the CGI definitely does look cool. I mean, this is two years after The Matrix. Uh, and this yeah. is also a DreamWorks picture. So there's a lot of advancements happening in that time that was cabinet like breakneck speed. And they mm-hmm. used all their CGI budget for these characters to make them look really cool. The best one, obviously, the primates and that dragon in the store in the mall. I was a fan of the worm that had a head on each side that couldn't figure out which way it was going to walk. <laughs> Is it covered? I like that. One. <laughs> <laughs> the music is kind of, is, is quirky. Most of the time, a lot of like science kind of quirky music there. Um, but then you have a bunch of adventure filled in others, especially in the mall scene. Hmm. The mall scene is like, yo, we put our hero hats on, right? We got shotguns. <laughs> We're trying to take down this mm-hmm. uh, dragon, dinosaur, alien type looking thing. Just my favorite scene, man. Like, you think about if we're in North Lake Mall or South Park Mall or whatever, and an alien, <laughs> an alien dinosaur pterodactyl thing is, like, flying through there. Yeah. That's basically what it was. And, and, and Wayne decides to sing to it. Yeah, <laughs> really good scene too. Well, first, first he's what just like uh, making the noises, right? <laughs> he's like caca, caca. Do you remember um, we were like in our early twenties, you know, hanging out with like Josh, JP, everybody, and yeah. and, and Kiever. We turned that into the Kiever call. Did you? Did you? Do you remember? <laughs> do you remember that? <laughs> Yo, Kiever, Kiever would run right over, bro. Kiever would be there in two yeah. minutes, bro. <laughs> that was the Kiever call, man. I, I was yeah. I, I was watching this movie uh, a little while ago, and I was like, yep, still holds up. I bet if I yell it right now, Kiever would be right, right over here. <laughs> Just popping the frame. <laughs> but that Moffat scene, man, my favorite. And it almost sounded like a dope hero John Williams type theme music in that scene. Mm-hmm. That's where you really fell in love with these guys when they took down uh, that pterodactyl thing, <laughs> and they all like cocked the shotguns at the same exact time. Like, talk about super, <laughs> talk about super cool, man! Right? <laughs> and what's funny is that that scene's like in the middle of the movie. Yeah, and <laughs> so it's like it's like a big a big peak, and it just keeps going from there. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. Gonna talk about the theme real quick. It's not going to take me long at all. I believe I actually already stated it. 
But uh, the theme of this movie is let's discover aliens and get rich. Oh, shit. We have to save the world. Yep. That's it. That's it. That's the theme. You know, I I think Ivan Reitman, as soon as he jumped on board, was like, I'm just going to make a really fun movie here, man. And he did. Yeah. Also, you probably want to use head and shoulders. And so what have I been doing since 2001? Using head and shoulders. My hair feels fantastic. Flake free. <laughs> Flake free. <laughs> yes. All right, JV. <laughs> um, two in one. Right? <laughs> <laughs> two in one. All right, so that is our review of Evolution 2001 with the sexy uh, David Duchovny and Orlando Jones. Talk to me, man. What were your thoughts about this movie? I love how Julianne Moore wasn't in those two either. (laughs) 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 It was was, uh, Orlando Orlando Bloom, which as well. Another attractive dude, man. Orlando Jones and David Duchovny. (laughs) Legolas, bro. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy! All right, I'm gonna go with uh, rating kind of out of your book here, Clyde. Okay, I'm gonna go with a three point five Ooh. on this one. Ooh, three point five. Yeah. So, I really appreciate the like the CGI in this movie and the way they use these characters within a group. Yeah. You know, you get you get good comedy and you get seriousness, but there aren't very many scenes where it isn't a little of all of it. You know, you're being serious, but it's still there's still a, like a comedy relief, right? Even with like you know the other characters in the movie in, in here that aren't our main set of, set of people. But it's just fun, uh, you know, solid premise, other than it kind of ended up the way it ended up. Yeah. <laughs> like we talked about, it took that turn. I think I would have liked to really see something like this as a horror movie as well. You know, take the take the story, take the creatures, take all that stuff and really, really turn it to that horror side. I think that'd be just as fantastic as this movie was. Uh, but that being said, really enjoyed it. What about you, man? Yeah, this movie gets three buckets of popcorn from me, man. Don't get me wrong. Um, Ivan Reitman, Reitman, I love him. Great director. Mm-hmm. Uh, David Duchovny, Julianne Moore, Orlando Jones, fantastic. You know, Sean William Scott, fantastic cast. Um, yeah. definitely a dope supporting cast as well. Um, I think when Ivan came on board. He was trying to do like an alien version of Ghostbusters. Um, that's exactly what he set out to do. You can definitely feel that. You feel those vibes, right? Right. The coming, yeah. Yeah. The, the, the mosh posh type of guys, the professor, yeah. you know, the scientist, stuff like that. Same, same walk in that line like we talked about between, you know, reality and, you know, the aliens or the supernatural stuff from yeah. Ghostbusters. Same, same concept, man. I, I do... Love that. I I want what I want from this movie though that I'm not getting is um one a better third act. You're finding a big ass tapeworm basically, and <laughs> it's kind of like they ran out of time, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like they didn't have time to refine 
that part of the movie. <laughs> that's, yeah. that's what I felt anyways. Like it was just a, oh man, we need the end of the movie. <laughs> you know, <laughs> let's figure something out. But then, but as you say that, I'm also thinking off the top of the head here is like, do you really want to see David Duchovny and you know the rest of this cast like? Jason Statham, these aliens, you know what I mean? So, like, <laughs> what are yeah. you going to do, yeah, right? I mean, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, no, man, overall, yeah, it's, right. a, it's a very fun time. It's a it's a wild ride. Um, the, the action is fun. The comedy is gold. Um, this has a lot of rewatchability, man. It's just a really fun flick. Thank you for subscribing to this week's episode, Talking Through Evolution. Next week, we will be discussing The Woman in the Window. That is streaming on Netflix. I am Clyde Smith, and you can find me on Twitter and Instagram as I am Clyde D. Smith. I am Javier Villalobos, and you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at MrJ8200. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Confidence starts with loving who you are. And when your skin feels nourished and glows on the outside, you naturally radiate confidence from the inside. Give your skin a glow-up with Osea's clinically proven Mega Moisture Duo. This ultra-hydrating body care features two of Osea's bestsellers, Andaria Algae Body Oil and Andaria Collagen Body Lotion. These seaweed-powered heroes use skincare-level ingredients normally reserved for your face for results you can see and confidence you can feel. Osea has been making clean, clinically proven seaweed-infused face and body care products for over 28 years. This luxurious skincare is vegan, cruelty-free, and climate-neutral certified, so you never have to choose between your values and your best skin. Glow from the inside out. Get 10% off your first order with code GLOW at OseaMalibu.com. That's O-S-E-A Malibu.com, code GLOW.